Professor, I, I know it's against the rules to have sex in the dorms, but Professor, I, I think I got a girl pregnant. We can talk more tonight. Professor, I, excuse me, I, I know you're going to, to your room, but um, I'm failing class, and the guidance counselor said that um, I'm going to get kicked out of the high school if, um, if I don't improve my grades, and I'm just really scared. We can talk more tonight. Professor, I've, um, I know this is uh, kind of embarrassing, but um, I've got a lump uh, on my nut. We can talk more tonight. Deal with it. Professor, out. Deal with it. Deal with it. Professor, out. Deal with it. Deal with it. Professor, out, 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 I am Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about X-Men comic books. Gary, we're done with Avengers vs. X-Men. We don't have to talk about that series anymore. No. No, it's uh, uh, Cyclops was right. It's on the record. Mm -hmm. And now we can move on forever. Yes. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we were kind of debating what we were going to do as a kind of mouth cleanser our taste cleanser between AVX and uh palate cleanser is the word nope nope I'm just gonna go with mouth mouth cleanser cleanser. (laughs) (laughs) you can tell I didn't I knew something was wrong too I just I just didn't know how to get there (laughs) between every piece of sushi you should have a piece of ginger as mouth cleanse yeah that's what what they tell you you should cleanse the mouth every once in a while yeah brush Um, your teeth between every bite of sushi we uh so we we decided to do a bunch of first appearances, uh, just as a kind of a fun way to look through a bunch of weird comics. And boy, Gary, we picked some weird ones for this <laughs> session. Um, I, so in my defense, I pulled these out of my ass just uh, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. decades. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, you know, what are the eras of X-Men uh, where first appearances happened that were like important? It's like 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, so I just picked characters who I knew appeared yeah. first there. But it ends up meaning that we're back in like 60s x-men uh and it, it'd been a minute and like 60s x-men is a trip it it's a real weird comic and it's surprising that this has become that this ever got popular yes like i know i, I know the story <laughs> of like chris claremont revitalizing it and all that jazz and we'll we'll have a chris claremont issue later in this uh this batch of episodes but uh this this is real dumb <laughs> this is exceedingly dumb yes it's uh it's a lot of really dumb stuff. So we're gonna start uh back in the sixties, X Men number twenty eight, with the first appearance of Banshee. Uh I've I've never read this before. Um and we, we get some examples of Banshee powers that I had never really even thought about, like mm-hmm. making himself invisible and things like that that uh I don't I just don't think he does. But I think the most disturbing thing about this whole thing whole comic book to me doesn't happen till the very end when he takes off his mask and you see his weird face. They he- <laughs> The way he is drawn is incredible. <laughs> it's very strange. It's very uh, he, Steven Tyler. It's very. Uh, well, he, it looks like a. He looks like an ape. Yeah, that's well. That's Steven Tyler. It's that's real Arthur German. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's real. The Sinking City is what it is. It's I, the. Uh, it's also. I mean, there's. I mean, there's so much stuff to to go into. Like I, my hope is this would be fun to make fun of, mm-hmm. and and it will remain whether it's it's fun to make fun of. But I did find tons of stuff to make fun of. Yes. Know? Yeah. Uh, this is the, the Roy Thomas era of X-Men past the Stanley uh, issues. And uh, it's real goofy. Yeah. Uh, we got our cover here. We got the, the Banshee uh, flying through and he just looks like a weird streak of energy. 
uh, I love that it just says the whale of the banshee. And then in the lower left corner, it's like, just wait until you meet the, the ogre. ogre. <laughs> and like, I waited until I met the ogre. I gotta say, I'm not that impressed. Not impressed by the ogre. The, like, very curious why the ogre is called the ogre to begin with. Uh, when all he, he just seems dude. like a dude with some with some tech. That's all he is. The reveal that his main power is he has jet boots and a gun, <laughs> like an ogre does. Yeah. Jinkery broke his jet boots jet boots with the amazing power of stick. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what yeah. happens. <laughs> <in this. laughs> It's it's just it's real weird. This is also uh, the mimic era yeah, of X Men. Rough, and they're really trying to make mimic a thing. Yeah. This this feels like it was written by mimic. Uh, <laughs> by me. mimics for mimics, <laughs> the Elden Ring yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for MBM. Uh, it it's such a weird era. That whenever I read one of these old comics, I'm reminded of like why I'll never actually do the project of reading every X Man. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always tempted to, I'm like, hmm, X-Men, you know, I want to get into the ground floor and know everything that happened to the X-Men. I love the X-Men. Strong contender, you know, strong contender for my favorite anything. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but a lot of it is just garbage a lot and just it. really hard to read. Yeah. Uh, and especially the, that's the thing that I keep coming back to when we go back in, back in time at all is just the wordiness of everything. Like it just gets exhausting to read because it just, it's. And I'm sure, in, in for the time period that it that it's in, it's it's cool and good. Like people were excited to read these words on the page. But nowadays, I'm like, I'm just like, man, you guys are trying way too hard to be like really clever and entertaining here. It's a, it's a visual medium. You could have show some of this stuff rather than just tell it. Yeah. And we don't need to know what every character's thinking at all times. Like, <laughs> th- there's some charm to that. You know, like I, I can get and it, but it's just it's a really fine line. Like we get to a Claremont Golden Age comic during this that I think is actually a pretty fun comic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I stood up pretty well. Um, and it also has a lot of these tropes. It's just like people are less stupid in it. Yeah. Uh, this has that that six nifty fifties nifty sixties thing where characters just act real dumb. There's a there's a lot of slang in here that I that I, that I really like and we'll we'll try to oh, appropriate yeah. and bring back like the slang I think really works uh, just as something to be like was this something people were saying or was this something you guys thought was funny like what you is thought this? teens were saying yeah exactly at the, at the time Roy Thomas uh, who I, I have no idea how how old Roy Thomas was at this time but I've always imagined Roy Thomas as a very old man permanently well yeah like he's um, born into old man. Yeah, like a Benjamin Button, but like steady. <laughs> like, what if an old man just stayed an old man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a boring. I mean, he was born in 1940, so this is 67. So he was 27 years old at this time. Wow, which is you know yeah. ancient um, for uh, teens. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, comic standards. Has there been a vampire story where vampires went around to like an old age home and just like locked a bunch of people in at their most decrepit? Oh, I don't know. Not that I've read. Um, I'm trying to remember what happens in that George R. R. Martin vampire story, but I think that's just a riverboat situation. So, mm. but no, I don't. I've never. I've never seen old man vampires, or maybe that's what like is, I haven't seen Cocoon in a while. Is that just like a Cocoon situation? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're alien vampires of some kind. Yeah, it's the same way. I want to see more fat vampires. Like you never see a fat vampire. Mm-hmm. I see an old vampire as well. You know, you just want- sexy vampires. I, dude, I'm I'm still here for sexy vampires. I'm sorry. I'm just no, I, <laughs> don't take don't take my sexy vampires pace. away from me, Gary. Why are you it's doing this? Or. Why don't you? Ha- why do you <laughs> hate sex, Gary? <laughs> I just I, don't. You want to see a fat vampire? Doesn't that sound fun? 
I mean, just just for a change. Yeah, sure. You know? I guess I feel like, like he doesn't. He doesn't have to. He could be the wingman. Who was the dude in Blade to... that was like the slovenly vampire played by Don? Um, uh, oh, the, the MTV guy. Fuck, Donald Logue. He was kind of like a slovenly oh, I... vampire dude, right? I don't. I don't remember, but I. I do. Uh, the Blade movies are coming to Netflix. Oh, really? This month or in April? Yeah. So I'm gonna rewatch the Blade movies because I've had that in me for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really excited. I um, I uh, I trolled the Monster of the Week community because they were getting together to watch um, the TV shows that from like a cooking show or whatever, and we had had a mm-hmm. running joke about Blade Three, and so uh, I edited the intro of blade three in front of this cooking show that they were watching (laughs) instead. So when they all played and there was like probably, you know, 20 people in the group from like 18 different countries or something, because you know, that's the way the internet works now. And it's just like, I made sure to edit out like the new line cinema logos. Like it just, it's just a cold open into blade killing a bunch of vampires and exploding a car in blade three. And and people like the chat was very confused. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. That's great. I love uh, the idea of getting tricked into watching Blade 3 where you can't, can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, what are you going to do? stuck watching Blade 3. Yeah. You've, like, you've, I guess this is me now. Like, imagine this, like, community meetup where you're like, oh, I've got to schedule the time. We're going to be on the microphone. We're all going to chat and watch the cooking show. And then it's just Blade 3 <laughs> for, like, yes. three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, should get, we should get into uh, into this this guy. Yeah, yeah. This so, uh, Banshee steals a painting, um, and that's it. <laughs> Like he uses yeah. his powers. He steals. A, he steals a painting, and I don't quite understand why he does it. Does it? It's never explained why. He's just like, oh yeah, they didn't appreciate it as much as I do. <laughs> it's it's a Gaelic painting. It's a painting of Ireland because you got to know that he's Irish in the beginning of this thing. And he he's going through New York. He knocks everyone out. He can fly. He can turn invisible. Uh, and he's narrating every single thing that he's doing, of course. And it's a painting of a guy fishing. Mm-hmm. Like. The, this, the inciting incident of this comic is the Banshee as a super criminal under mind control going and stealing a painting of a man fishing. Uh, so we got that going for it. Yeah. This, I, I also, like, does that painting look like I've seen Irish stuff? Like, that doesn't, like, that just looks like mm-hmm. a, like, American Midwest to me or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like hotel art. Yeah. 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 Um, so he steals it, um, and he knocks everybody out to do it and they all wake up and they don't remember what happened. Uh, and then meanwhile, yeah. the X-Men who, as you mentioned at this time, contained the mimic, which is a, a character, uh, who can mimic mutants powers as long as he's within range of them. Um, and he's just kind of this like big jerk with an M on his chest, uh, that is flying around trying to test the limits of his power. Yeah. Uh, Cal Rankin, uh, this is this is the the first person to join the X Men who isn't one of the original five. I remember reading about him in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, uh, and then these weird comics that came out in the '90s that just had one page recaps of every issue of X Men. Like you would buy a comic, and it would just have like basically a Wikipedia summary with a couple of pictures of the first twenty issues of X Men. Oh, weird. Okay, uh, they're really weird. Um, and uh, I remember reading about the mimic and thinking he was cool as a kid. Yeah. And then now as an adult, this is the dorkiest shit. <laughs> it's the dorkiest costume. <laughs> He's the dorkiest character. Uh, and, but nothing they're doing makes sense. Like Professor X's plan is to, uh, he's enhanced the mimic's brain to make the mimic's brain, make his powers last longer. Mm-hmm. 
and he gave the mimic, he's like, fly in this radius to see if your powers will last and you'll keep the X-Men, you'll keep Angel's wings. Uh, if it doesn't work, the mimic just falls and dies. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's, and then the mimic gets to the edge of it. He starts falling and dying. Uh, help me. He goes, help me, Xavier. <laughs> and Xavier goes, no, you know, because his wings are shrinking, that's which the, is also real weird. That's the thing that I wanted to really zoom in on real quick, because like he's flying around with wings and then they just start shrinking as they get it farther away yep. from Angel, which is a bonkers way to handle that. Like they don't just like dissipate. Like the, he doesn't lose yep. the ability to control them. They just start getting tiny, tiny little they don't wings. fall off. Like little feathers start falling off or something like that. They just mm. kind of get little. Mm. He turns into Kid Icarus. Fucking hilarious, dude. Amazing. So he, he flips around going back to the, the exact precise edge of where his power is. And he, his whole, the mimic's whole thing is he grandstands and they use that exact word mm-hmm. a lot for him. He's supposed to be like a brash, cool dude. And he's just like, ha, 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 why the big panic? I'm still as powerful as all the X-Men put together. I'm going to be the top banana of this bunch of mutant misfits. That's for sure. Uh, he wants to be the leader instead of Cyclops. Yes. Uh, um, is a thing. And nobody seems to like him. You know? Everybody but, hates but this prof- dude, which is really cut. Uh, also except for funny. Professor X. <laughs> Professor X is like, don't underestimate Calvin. He's basically a fine person, even if a bit headstrong. Yeah. Exclamation point. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you for he's telling us. basically his- a fine person. <laughs> basically a fine person. I want to put that in my Twitter bio. I'm basically a fine person. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm According not, to Professor X. I'm not advanced or anything. Like, I'm not in it. You know, I'm not yeah. meddling in it and, and, and fine person to you or anything. But I'm... I'm pretty okay like i'm not horrible i fight super I, I love villains. exclamation <laughs> <laughs> i love exclamation point xavier too because he's just like why'd you leave your boundaries like it felt like it what's the diff and then professor x is like we'll discuss this later right now it's time for you to check cerebro and see if it's located in any new mutants exclamation point <laughs> scott i'll need help feeding it some pertinent data in a few minutes Everybody, like, everybody talks with exclamation points in the 1960s, Gary. That's that's yeah. what, what this comic book has told me. Everybody is screaming all of the time. It would be horrendous to live there. I mean, it's just it's just bad. Um, I like this exchange between Scott and uh, the mimic a whole lot. Um, where yeah, Scott yeah. tries to call him out and is like, "You need to follow orders," and he's like, "Flake off, bright eyes." Like <laughs> I'm not, the, I'm not the one that shot Angel, and he's like, "Okay, you got me. Good burn, good yeah, burn." He's like, "Point My for man. you, uh, <laughs> flake off, bright eyes. You're just beefing because you muffed your own <laughs> shot at Ramrod and that kooky crew." Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're just beefing because you muffed your own shot. Oh man, I hate. Excuse me, Cal Rankin? God, TFW, when you're beefing. <laughs> You're beefing because you, you muffed, muffed your, your own, own shot. shot. Oh my god! I couldn't ramrod the crew, dude. If you like, are you are you trying to ramrod my crew right now, Gary Butterfield? This isn't this is an exceedingly gay sentence. <laughs> this is some ram rant shit. Beefing because you muff your ramrod, like that's incredible. Oh, and he's and Scott replies and says, you know, you're riding for a fall for a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very suggestive. Uh. We cut over. We finally get to meet the ogre. Can you imagine the anticipation? Couldn't uh, um, and can't. Didn't have it. Didn't need uh, it. Uh, the ogre is just a dude, um, and yeah. he, he's, he's just kind of irritated. Bad costume. Yeah, and he's just kind of irritated with Banshee. Like that's the, basically his entire mo for this comic book is just like Banshee not doing stuff correctly. Yes, and they're both under the orders of somebody named Factor Three. I can't remember who Factor Three is, but apparently Factor Three is a real big deal. Sure. Uh, Ogre's real upset that he got this this uh, this painting and he smokes his pipe and he, they're like oh we finally located the X-Men 
we're going to go fight them. While Banshee is not really think like listening, he's just talking, thinking about how he's out of tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to go while the ogre does his preparations. Banshee goes in the city, knocks everyone out to go get tobacco uh, for his pipe. <laughs> it's like what he does whenever he has to go to the store. Yeah. It's like he flies in invisibly, knocks everybody out on a block. Like the, it's so much easier just to buy tobacco. Like it's so much yeah. easier, dude. Like you, all, you wouldn't even have to dress up. Like you could just go out in normal clothes and just buy some tobacco. And it's 1967. So it's so cheap. Like, cigarettes nowadays are like eight dollars a pack it's crazy um yeah i mean and then this whole thing of like oh i didn't hear him because i don't have my hearing aid in it's very very funny a guy who has the power this is for like technically foreshadowing to how the x-men beat him but again it's the stupidest most convoluted way so so a deaf guy is immune to uh to banshee he tries locking him in the store in o'neill's tobacco shop but Banshee uses sound to melt through the fence. Of course. And escape to, to, to talk to Ogre about fighting the X-Men. Uh, we go back to the X-Men, and I really want to bring back old Cerebro. I do, too. I love, I love, I love tape Cerebro a whole lot. Yeah. Like, this automatic <laughs> recording made by Cerebro. Cerebro, and Cyclops is holding a reel-to-reel tape. Like, it's fucking great. I, yeah. I love this. Can you imagine having to, to fix this thing? Oh. Like, there's only, like, four licensed people in the United States who can still do it. <laughs> I um you know? I, I just you know a home nightmare situation for you because I know you don't own your own house. Uh, I'm getting some. I'm having an electrical line buried, um, so it doesn't like okay. run across my uh, yard where we're gonna put the horses eventually. Um, and the electrical company that I hired called me and said, uh, we were we were being told by the parish or the county for you non Louisiana people, uh, mm-hmm. that you that you need to get pumped out and that it hasn't been done since 2008. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what these words mean. Pumped like, out. what has to be pumped out? And they're like, I don't know. I can't tell you. Here's the number for the parish. Call in, and it's oh. my my sewer system. Apparently, has to be pumped out. And they're like, you know, you could call the guy that did it in 2008. He might still do it. And I'm like, okay, like just just <laughs> Google his name and put sewer at the end. And I'm like, what is this process? <laughs> Why can't you tell me? So I do that. Um, and that dude doesn't answer and i'm like well i guess if i just call sewer companies call a sewer company they were like what brand is it and i'm like i don't fucking know what brand it is dude (laughs) how do i even know that and i'm like oh well the parish will have that on file and i'm like how why does the parish know that that doesn't make any sense (laughs) call the parish get the brand call the company back the company's like we're not licensed to do that i'm sorry and i'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me they're like call this dude named mark he might know and i'm like okay call mark mark goes to voicemail his voicemail box is full i mean it's just fucking like you're making me do this why can't you tell me what to do yeah it's like that whole there's that tweet about doing your taxes where it's like how much do i own taxes oh you figure that out i'm thinking of a number between zero and jail you know like there's there's not like it's real silly like i owe you the money why am i doing yeah why am i doing all of this work this is ridiculous uh it just occurred to me that the sewer guy actually might call and show up at some point during this recording so i might have to pause to go get pumped out for a little while see what he thinks about banshee yeah i'll definitely do that um i love i love mechanical cerebro i love the viz display uh which just gets brighter when a bad mutant gets closer this seems awesome and well, and this is uh this mutant who is Banshee, uh, is exploding it even more strongly than Magneto. That doesn't make unless it. that's factor three. Like I don't, you know, I think it's it's no. I think Banshee, this is though, I think this implied. is this is Banshee. Like that they're, they're that's wild. Yeah, they're dude. really trying to sell Banshee and mimic. Like they're going to do a spinoff. 
It's especially uh, f- compared to the modern day where he's just, you know, like if you think about first class, the movie and Banshee, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. he's just, a guy. Get, kicking him off you into know? a fucking antenna, <laughs> to a satellite dish. <laughs> even even in the comics, he's just a guy. Yeah. Usually people are not that impressed with Banshee. Uh Professor X says, oh, because of this, there's a lot of talking about like turning knobs and stuff. And he says, oh, you know, I've been doing recent calculations. If those calculations are correct, the X-Men HQ will be their next target. Um, We cut over to Jean Grey. Jean Grey is going to college at this point. I remember, I think I knew that. Like she's only a temporary X-Man. Yeah. You know, or, or, uh, and she's talking to her boyfriend uh, who's extremely dreamy, uh, Ted. Here. (laughs) Have you, have you met my friend Ted? Uh, I love this shit, man. Like uh, Ted's upset about his family and she's like, darn, just when I thought I might learn what drives Ted so hard or why Ted drives himself so hard. Yeah. I was really curious if this was like a, like was, was she a plant or is she just like really trying to get to know Ted? Like, is this just a, she just likes Ted. Interesting. I mean, he does. He he is very dreamy and he's wearing a tie. So yeah, extremely dreamy, like sweater, you know, long V neck sweater Mm -hmm. tie. Like this guy looks great. Uh, back over to Ogre, who lit an entire section of the town on fire to Dude. disguise as, as coming out of his <laughs> living room, basically. <laughs> so they could go out of their undersea base. Yeah. So they set a fire across the bay of abandoned warehouses so nobody will pay attention to them coming out of their base. Yes. Do you think it's going to bring a lot of people to the abandoned warehouse district? Well, that, yeah. Like, and he says, like, oh, our pyro projector did a really good job, and we're going to get away in the confusion. I mean, like, you just added a bunch of cops to where there were not cops before. Like, if it was abandoned warehouses, you could have just left. <laughs> There's no big yeah. deal, man. Super villains. They're uh, always really, doing things the hard way. He, he turns on the TV. He has this big knob to turn on three TV screens in his uh, bizarre spaceship thing. I'll tune into commercial TV channels, exclamation point. And it reveals that uh, Banshee came into town a second time, which he's upset about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe he went uh, outside the capsule twice while I was busy. If so, factor three, she'll learn of his folly. Yeah, he's going to tell dad. Got him. It, that's ex- exactly it. Uh, he decides to bide his time instead and just go on the mission. So we're going to go fight the X-Men. Uh, heads off. Uh, cut over to the X-Men where the X-Men are all hanging around, you know, mechanical room sized Cerebro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've put stuff in their ear to try to protect them. And they're all talking telepathically. Yeah. I really uh, like the fact that the, the way this is drawn for some reason, just like all of their little uh, mask or whatever are just pushed out, except for Iceman who just doesn't have anything in his ears. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just going to deal with it. We, we forgot to mention too. We talked about Cyclops hurting angel. He broke his arm. So Angel, I don't think it's a speaking role in this comic. He thinks one thing, but mostly he just stands in the background with his arm in a sling, like stock still, like a cardboard cutout. Uh, it is very funny. Very strange. I don't know, do not know why he's not recovering with his arm in bed, why he had to get into uniform and shit. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, you know how Xavier is about attendance. <laughs> when, yeah. we, when we read that first <laughs> X-Men, he was really concerned about attendance and timeliness. He's, he's grown a lot because uh, in that first one, he was like, I require you all in the danger room in 2.7 minutes. Uh, in this one, he's like, Scott, I'll need some help feeding that information later. Yeah. No. So he just kind of gives it a loose time frame. Oh, man. I wonder what happened. Yeah. Who do you think she was? What did she do to him? Well, this could be. <laughs> this could be. <laughs> who is she? This could be the changeling, as far as I know. For a little while, Professor X was replaced oh. by Morph, basically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so maybe that's what happened. 
Banshee, or you know, Lilandra. Yeah, Banshee crash, crashes in. Um, the ear protection does not work. Uh, they're all going to have yep. super uncool hearing for the rest of their lives. Um, Banshee no- is able to knock them out, tie up the professor, leave the professor for ogre, but then leave. Um, yeah, because if the ogre comes in, it, he'll also be knocked out because these superheroes are fucking idiots. <laughs> Well, and the idea is he can't hang out too long because Mimic will get his powers, and his powers include being immune to having been knocked out. Yes. Good job. Uh, and th- this is their whole plan, is have the ogre come in, and this is where the ogre reveals he's not a mutant. He just has jet boots and a gun. Yeah. Uh, which, which, again, super stupid for somebody called the ogre. Yeah. I mean, th- this dude might as well just be called, like, Captain Cop <laughs> at this point. like. Yeah. <laughs> Jet cop. Jet cop. I'm here to arrest you real fast. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And you can't absorb my powers because I have none. That's my superpower. Uh, Uh, Jean Grey trips him with a stick um, and he tries to shoot her. uh, But, you know, she she levitates herself out of the way, uh, leaving enough time for the other X-Men to wake up uh, and then get into a fight. Um, Yeah. Real quick before we move on to mm-hmm. that, the X-Men who woke up, they're like, luckily our ear shields protected us enough that we recovered more quickly than you hoped. So, like, the idea here is Banshee does a frequency that knocks people out. Mm-hmm. But they could hear it. It knocked them out. But because they had ear shields, it only knocked them out for a couple minutes. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense. I don't remember if we talked about this when we talked about X-Men number one. Does, but we have to focus on Iceman wearing shoes don't we like <laughs> like they're just black dress shoes and he's an ice yeah. man <laughs> nothing else yeah and he's not quite as like snow snowman as he was like he doesn't he's not like as as, as puffy as he was like he's got a face this time yeah. um he's made of ice now yeah and it's but yeah. he is wearing dress shoes like those are like fancy dress shirt shoes yeah oh man this is a good this is a good point X-Men are weird, Gary. I don't know if you know this. Super weird. I thought you just said, oh, man, after I said alligator skin boots. I thought you were going to say, oh, man, X-Men skin boots. X-Men skin boots. Oh, no. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Husk. You can get a lot of boots on a skin. <laughs> uh, I uh, Autumn got me a pair of cowboy boots one time because she was like, I think okay. that you would like to wear these. And uh, those are some of the most uncomfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not made for that. No, they're like skin tight but made of stiff leather. Yeah, and they're slippy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't care for a for a cowboy boot. Uh, this is the kind of thing my mom got me for me when I was very young. Oh, she yeah. was into cowboys and cowboy culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and she thought it'd be cute. And then I like wore them. I'm like, these are really uncomfortable. I can't wear these, mom. Yes, <laughs> mother, <So>. please. <laughs> She's like, How mother, did you please. grow up so fast? <laughs> no boots. No boots, please. No boots, please, mother. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was probably like, these boots suck. Oh, yeah. No, that's why. I, that's Give me a pudding pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freeze me a popsicle. Yeah. Give me a jello jiggler, mom. Mom. Take me to the skating rink. Don't, oh, you don't need, squeeze it. You don't need boots at the rink. Yeah. <laughs> the only boots at wheels, mom. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, they're fighting. They mm-hmm. notice he has the rocket boots and whatever. Uh, and then Mimic takes him out because this is, you know, Mimic, the most powerful of the X-Men. Of course. You know, of course. Uh, and this, this is written by the Mimic. So they're kind of at a standstill at this point. Uh, you know, the, he's about to get away. 
the X-Men are all uh, waiting there. He's staying in front of Professor Xavier, so Cyclops can't just smash him. <laughs> he doesn't teleport out. He kind of does a light show on his chest to blind them. Uh-huh. But because Professor Xavier is behind them, Professor, Professor Xavier is all tied up, rolls under him, and trips him. <laughs> the second time this dude's been tripped by the X-Men. Like, most people get punched. Uh, and then yells, <laughs> Teenage Mutants aren't the only ones who can fight, my friend. Nailed it, Xavier. Nailed it. Nailed it. The idea of him just rolling under this dude, like, super quick so that the ogre doesn't land square on his broken back, like, is very <laughs> yeah. funny to me. I, I liked the idea of Professor Xavier uh, no longer walking or being in a wheelchair and just having to roll everywhere. Yeah, like absolutely, this. dude. Absolutely. Roll me into Cerebro. This feels like something you would see on the Taskmaster. In fact, this was a task on the Taskmaster now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. They had to like roll down. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, this is. <laughs> it's our most fearsome foe, the Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fortunately for Ogre, after he falls square on his ass, uh, Banshee shows back up, uh, and, and, and tries and basically knocks everybody out again. Yes. But they don't grab Xavier. No. Uh, for no real reason. Yeah. He was still tied uh, up. They, yeah. And he was knocked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they knocked everybody out, but somehow they managed to get Xavier. Uh, they all head back and they, they do like, I thought you grabbed Xavier. <laughs> where's xavier uh, the um the 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 sound effect that banshee makes when he knocks out the x-men at the top of this page um i don't i don't know if you remember <laughs> little wayne's um i can't remember the name of the song but it's the one where he talks about wanting to get beat up by let me let me beat it like a cop because he's he got pulled over by the mm. lady cop um and he goes it's exactly the noise that banshee <laughs> is making right now oh uh, that's really funny Banshee's a big influence on Lil Wayne. Absolutely. Lil Wayne loves the X-Men and tennis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's two uh, things that I know about that know about Lil Wayne. Uh we go go so they're just like, oh, we're we're in for it. We didn't get Professor Xavier. We go back to Xavier. Uh and Xavier, so they're all hanging around. Uh Xavier says, while you five battled the ogre, I mentally probed his own ear shields. Uh, so he mentally probed the ogre's ear shields to invent new cotton stuffing technology for mm-hmm. their ears mm-hmm. uh, to protect them against the banshee. Now he can craft. He got the ogre's cookbooks and he can craft. He got ogre the cook- cotton. <laughs> ogre's cookbook three. <laughs> <laughs> this this is back when like Professor X could also read the brains of machines and shit. Yeah. Like in the first one where he reprograms the missiles. Uh, he can also read the brains of uh, ear padding. Yes. Now. Look at this thing that Jean Grey is putting in her in her mask. Yeah, dude, it's like a big diaphragm <laughs> or like a, a thing that contains it's, the birth control pill. Very strange. Yeah, it yeah. does look like a very like a like one of those clamshell e-readers from It Follows that everybody was really obsessed yeah. with for a little while. Like it looks like that thing. Um, very much. And yeah, because uh, they're expecting Banshee to come back, and sure enough, he does. Um, this is his powers have returned to him. He was a little wiped out. Now he's gonna he's gonna really wipe out the X Men. But of course, it doesn't work, and they trap him in a net. Because <laughs> yep, it's his one weakness: yeah. a steel mesh net. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, dude, this is so off the fucking wall. Then they fire a gas gun they, at him. I, yep. They, they they knock him out with a gas gun after they've trapped him in a net. Classic X-Men, X-Men shit. Uh, and to point out, Cyclops has not zapped anybody. No. At this point. Not at all. Uh, real quick before we move on, just because we'll never talk about this comic again, when they're putting in the ear things, mm-hmm. I think it's very funny that Jean Grey is like, this ear thing's great, but has nothing on earrings. 
or what is it? Uh, these things may do the trick, but they'll never replace earrings! Exclamation point. Never seen Jean Grey wear earrings. Well, uh, and also, of course, they're not going to replace earrings. They're not. They're, they're, they're not meant to. <laughs> their ear pads are protecting from the banshees coming right now. Yeah, like, they're, they're not accessories to your dress. <laughs> Come on, like Roy Thomas. This is women like earrings. When I Googled Roy Thomas, I, by the way, uh, apparently in February, um, they announced that he's kicking off a new era of the X-Men. Pardon me? <laughs> I mean, it, I, X-Men oh. Legends number one, it's set during his historic run of X-Men. Uh, it's coming out in May, X-Men Legends number one, drawn by Dave Watcher, or Wachter, excuse wow. me. Um all of the the weird old fogies who did old X Men stuff have a following. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why they keep throwing Claremont a bone and letting him write like some kind of X Men thing. Yeah, I so. yeah, I, mm. they have That's Wolverine smart. in that original uh, helmet too, which is very funny to see in a modern <laughs> style. Cool. I hate that helmet. Oh, me too, man. Um, so yeah, they they subdue Banshee finally. Um, they put him in like a an, an oxygen chamber where he can't uh, he can only get enough oxygen him, to breathe. He yeah, can't. they put him in a suit yeah. to give him oxygen in an oxygen deprived chamber. Yeah, like layers, <laughs> and and then we get a, a cameo appearance from Professor X's basement mystery door. <laughs> what is the door lead? Where does the door lead, Gary? I gotta know. <laughs> like. The heavy oaken door. Strange. It's been locked ever since we came back from our last vacation, but the professor never told us why. Uh, and there's an editor's note uh, that uh, don't hold your breath while you're waiting. So they're going to reveal that door at some point. Yeah, 20 issues down the line, I guess. Um, they, uh, Ogre comes back. Uh, he gets captured, but realizes, or he, he breaks in and realizes he's got, he's got to kill Banshee before Banshee can, can be freed. Um, Yes, and there's a there's a lot of fighting with sound effects like Zack and Crash. Yeah, Zack. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I think Cyclops leaves at one point on an on an errand, and that's the reason he's not all knocked out. So he, yeah, yeah. He he left for a minute. He's gonna come back. Professor X bashed uh, Banshee out of his cage, and they're like, "Why would he ever do that?" Because Professor X has a lot of secrets mm. at this point. Um. And then we get, for as slow as this fucking comic is, it wraps up really quickly <laughs> uh, as uh, in like three panels, we learn that he used a mental bolt uh, on Banshee's headband, which was a mind control thing. Uh, so he was dominated. And if he had not done everything Factor 3 said, he'd be killed. They couldn't just take it off because it would explode. Uh, they had to uh, wait until later. Uh, when the mimic broke the controls for it. And th- again, three panels at the end, which is Banshee's hideous face. Yeah. I mean, the distance between this dude's upper lip and his nose is cavernous. It's huge. Like he, he looks like an ape. He looks like Throgmorton from the sinking city. Yeah, it is. It is enormous. He looks like Bach from Elden Ring. Like, <laughs> you know what he I'm does saying? Look like Bach. He's Bach the seamster. Yeah. Ugh, very weird, Gary incredibly fucking weird comic yeah. uh and then it it ends you know they got the ogre and stuff and the next one is going to be the mimic versus super adaptoid uh in this x-men comic like the mimic who is barely an x-men super adaptoid who's a avengers villain mm-hmm. 
who gives a shit? <laughs> like, what a weird, who weird fucking run of the X-Men. Cares, like, dude. <laughs> do you like X-Men? Fuck off. Yeah. Not going to be a lot of them in this. We don't, no, you know? nobody cares about the X-Men for the X-Men comic. Like, you really wonder why it failed, right? Like, you really wonder why it only went for a few years and then people were like, this sucks. You should do something else. Yeah. yeah. It's because Rory Thomas kept trying to ha- make mimic a thing. <sighs> mimic, you know? dude. With a giant M on his chest, my man. Like, yeah. Insane. And his He-Man visor. Um, that he has. That's it. Uh, we're that's good. It. We're, that's, we're, that's how Banshee came about. Yeah. So this was everything you need to know about Banshee in one second. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it, uh, this doesn't he, contain uh, any I actual Banshee be, information. Like I did learn something because I knew that Banshee used to be a villain. You know, but I, I, at first I thought he was a reformed villain, but I didn't realize it was it was a mind control WWF belt yeah. on his forehead. That's it, dude. It's not really his fault. I, I feel you know? like I feel like he should be forgiven for this. I don't. I don't think people should say that he used to be a villain. I feel like he he she, he, yeah. he was a victim of a villain at one point. Like that doesn't exactly. I mean, villain villain really implies a choice of like outfit and sco- scale scope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I don't know this guy just like robbed a fucking cigarette store. <laughs> yeah, he bought he tobacco and a painting. Yeah, are the two things that he he did. It's just minor property it's such damage. Fucking penny ante shit. Sixties <laughs> X Men. Like, I I want to watch. I want to switch us over to the miniseries where he gets facial reconstruction surgery to look human again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's hideous. Uh, <laughs> people look up first appearance Banshee if you've never seen it. It's it's not good, friends. It's not good. Ne- there's never been an uglier man. Mm. Uh, like, um it's horrifying yeah if you like us support us on patreon patreon.com slash duckfeedtv uh doing so gets you mm-hmm. access to a bunch of exclusive content and our slack channel uh you also yep. may have the ability to dictate games for gary and cole to play um well, that, that's always yeah. fun and exciting um please uh, s- sign up oh what by way of uh announcement uh early release is going away oh yeah um in in may uh, some people have said they like getting the days of future cast as one big lump. Uh, some people have said they like the individual issues. We'll figure it out. Uh, but what will probably happen is one or the other, not both. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, just because we're trying to not have to upload things in a bunch of different places. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, if your preferred method of consumption goes away, uh, we apologize. Um, it's just part of a, a grander streamlining streamlining that is, uh, going to be very helpful and is necessary yeah i don't i don't know how will does it for everything to guppy um which is the other like micro podcast on the network but for me uh i upload a patreon episode and then i create four individual like episode detail pages and upload four individual episodes for this podcast every time we record it which is not a lot of work but it is work <laughs> and it, and if you could reduce that yeah. down yeah the will ends up doing that as well i think that he said the edit part is not a big deal mm-hmm. uh but i also i mean we just don't need to have multiple versions of everything floating around yeah yeah you know uh so you know this show might end up switching to a show that officially comes out every two weeks and is talks about four issues which is going to be real weird you know? when we're advertising oh, it happens in may so we're we're still on doing our normal yeah. thing until may never mind i was gonna be like yes, we're gonna yes, plug yes. the patreon four times in this up. episode <laughs> <laughs> we're just, yeah we're just we're just uh giving you a heads up yeah and also so, uh let us might know be some, like if you have yeah. if you have thoughts on the way you want us to do this or the way your preferred method um just let us know we'll we'll try to take in all of that under advisement so you can add us on yeah. twitter or uh leave a comment on the patreon or um send a send a written letter to cole's house that's always fun 
Yeah. Yeah. Keeping in mind that uh, we're going to make a choice between those two things. We're not going to do both. Yes. So uh, if you have a strong preference, make your voice heard. Be nice about it because ultimately, like at the end of the day, you know, it's as important as tobacco from the shop. Exactly. Like it's not not that big a deal. Uh, Appreciate you, though. Yeah. For listening. We love you. Be safe. We will be back in a couple of weeks with The Incredible Hulk, number 181.